don't fun. Why don't we start seven miles out and do like coming? Do you want like a lady in the tramp a seven <laughs> mile line of blow? <laughs> That is the most. That's just the most fucking romantic thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. Welcome back to Show Me Yours with Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And thank you so much for joining us again. I think we're in a, a better space mentally this week. Speak for yourself, Jackie. I was fucking <laughs> hot last week, and I'm coming in hot again okay, this week. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, just just um, before we get before we get to that, yes, this uh, this week uh, we're we're talking about. An album that most of you have probably heard of before. I was feeling kind of bad because the last album I brought in was not good. And I knew it wasn't good when I brought it in. <laughs> but I brought it anyways. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, because I thought it would be an interesting dis- discussion. I think, it, I think was. it was. I think yeah. It was. Absolutely. But this week I decided, you know what? I am going to bring in an album that is not only one of widely perceived as one of the greatest albums of all time but it's also one of my favorite records so we're going to be talking about rumors by fleetwood mac that's pretty good yeah you know what's funny is like i didn't um well i guess i grew up on fleetwood mac my mom is a caucasian woman and i grew up in the woods right. so i think like um you know never like uh the chain and uh, th- mm. if you would have told me that this is fleetwood mac's greatest hits <laughs> i'd fucking believe you <laughs> like it's pretty good yeah i mean like good. save for a few other big hits they had i would say that this album definitely has most of their greatest hits but before we delve into that we have a few things that we're gonna discuss first so if you want to take us first away. i just want to talk <laughs> about any pussy on a computer mm-hmm that wants to like try to commit crime you know what i mean like cyber crime is bullshit (laughs) for the listener today i was hacked um and i'm not very happy about it this happened i was like maybe 30 minutes from the end of my day at work yeah right so like i mean i wasn't gonna do anything with that 30 minutes i was just trying to coast to the end of the day it's Mm -hmm. friday you know we we like to shoot on a friday we're gonna have some fun right so i know that within like an hour i'm gonna come home i'm gonna take a nap i'm gonna get ready for the show it's no big deal Mm -hmm. but then some fuck goes into my phone and well we'll get to the we'll get to the specifics <laughs> of, of the whole hack later but what had happened was all of my friends and my family and everybody that i'm close to it was just bombarded you know what i mean with these links yes to click on these links yeah you know what i mean to to only i what i can only assume is to like um is, is to defraud to disenfranchise you know mm-hmm. what i mean is to take down the people that i love and i won't fucking stand for that jack you know i was robbed about two years ago right yes yes um yes. i was beaten up i had some knives in my face right when you tell me to run that shit okay like run that shit not mm-hmm. not not the best day mm-hmm. you know what i mean not even top five i would say of my life right okay but i appreciate that kind of crime more than some fuck on a computer crime was what the who the fuck are you right like you come in and like the only for me is that like i just don't like to be well i mean i guess i don't know i like to be on my phone but i don't like to communicate with people right yes and immediately i'm do you know how long it took me to cut off ties with some of these fucking people (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding that wasn't even the worst it was just it was shitty because the people that i care about and you know now, now fucking 
cyber fucking terrorists are coming after them. And I look on my um, on the app that I was being hacked on, and it mm-hmm. said that um, the last time, the, uh, just a few minutes ago, I was online from like Mississauga, Ontario. And I'm like, right. I've never been to Mississauga, Ontario. So now I've like come up with like, this is the first scene in an action movie. Right. And now I'm like Tom Cruise. Now I have to go there and like just kick the shit out of anybody at a computer. Well, I don't know if he was an actual person. You don't think? More than it was like a bot. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh. What's what's yeah. hacking? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Hackers? Like it's a 90s film. I don't think so. It's absolutely fantastic. What is what is the plot? Well, basically, I mean, I, I wonder if it holds up. I bet it still holds up. Hackers is the shit. Um, <laughs> a young boy, he's like 12 years old. He gets drugged into um, into a massive court hearing. And uh, it would be like the equivalent of like hacking like Facebook or Twitter or something, right? Yeah. So this kid does like this massive like bank hack or something. He's like 12 years old. And for like the next like 10 years, his crime is like, um, like the punishment is that you can't go near like a computer or like a touchtone phone or whatever because like apparently like you know back in the day those had something to do with computers and shit too Mm -hmm. but basically he gets um into high school or his his mom like moves him to like new york city or something like that i think it was like senior year of high school and then he starts to like meet all these like other hackers right matthew lillard is in it from screen fame slc punk um anybody giving matthew lillard shit about some scooby-doo can go fuck themselves we love matthew (laughs) lillard on this show um He's got a fun haircut and he's really fun in the show. Um, but anyway, uh, there was something that I like romanticized about like hacking. I was like, okay. oh, that's cool. You know what right. I mean? Like there's the idea that like the little man can take down, you know what I mean? Like a massive corporation or something, Microsoft or MasterCard or anything like yeah. that can crumble to the ground. Yeah. That's what I'm fucking with hacking, right? I love it. Right. But then some pussy, some piece of shit like goes onto my phone and then tries to I, I, I don't know, like, um, none of my banking or any of that was kind of manipulated with. Like, so I don't really know what the what the end game here is. Mm-hmm. But it's so stupid. Well, it's just to get your, your info. I don't like it, right? Well, like, yeah, if you want no my info, then that. you meet me in Coquitlam when I am have my headphones in and I'm not paying attention. And you beat the shit out of me and you steal my wallet like the, like the youths of Coquitlam <laughs> fucking did you. I prefer that kind of crime. Sure, I, I mean, sure. I don't like either of it, obviously. Yeah. But I'm from a neighborhood where it's like, say it to my fucking face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm a little hot right now. I'm coming in. You know what I mean? Last, I guess last week I was a little bummed, right? Today I'm a little angry. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know if it's like the time or what it is, but my emotions are charged. You know what I mean? Like I'm coming in hot. Okay. And basically like if you were going to spend your time, um, just hiding behind a screen Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like trying to like you know peek through there's something voyeuristic and fucking creepy about it and i don't like it yeah so now i think i'm just gonna like go to mississauga well actually it's not even mississauga because a friend of mine um messed me a screenshot saying that um somebody had logged onto their thing from like shanghai yeah that's what i mean i think it's like a a virus like bot so do i have to go to shanghai and mississauga and just start slapping phones out of people's hands i don't know if this it's an bullshit. actual person behind it okay um just for for context let's discuss briefly how this happened <laughs> if we must i guess all right for the listener a link was sent we've all seen links like this where basically someone messages you Something along the lines of this looks like you and a link to what looks like a YouTube video. And um, and uh, Johnny chose to click that link. 
I'm a self-centered piece of shit, okay? <laughs> I'll be the first to admit yeah. that I really only think about myself. Yeah. Or, like, the things, like, that, that we've done, right? You yeah. know what I mean? I think about you, but mostly, like, um, like now, like, the, like the podcast is, like, a thing. It's, like, an entity, right? Yeah. So, somebody sends me, like, a sad face. It's, like, oh, this looks like you. In my head, I'm, like, we only have, like, six fucking episodes. We're canceled already? Like, this is yeah. bullshit. Like, what did I say? <laughs> so, it's just, like, a split-second thing. Yeah. That I kind of, okay, so I brought the devil into the house, right? Yes. Like, it's a vampire kind of tactic with yeah, this thing. Like, yeah. you have to invite it in, which I guess I did. Yeah. But, well, you know, I mean, I got, I got to communicate with a lot of friends that I haven't in a long time, which was cool. So, shout out to everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it, was, it was rad. Um, yeah. And, and the Vancouver comedy scene remembered I was alive. So, <laughs> yeah. we got a... We got a couple people requesting to come on the show. We're going to have some good guests in the next couple of weeks, which that's kind of cool, I guess, came from it. But Yeah. Well, yeah, it was funny to me because I, I don't know. Have you not been sent like a, a link like this, like a virus type thing like this before? I mean, every other time I can always like, I, I feel like I, 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 I could differentiate between what's like a regular post from a friend mm -hmm. of mine and uh, what might be, um, you know, something like a hack or whatever. Yeah. But this one was just like uh it was it was from a good friend and mm -hmm. and and it was kind of split secondy so i was i'm yeah. a self-centered piece of shit i'm only thinking about myself and i was like kind of like oh shit she's watching me on youtube that's cool yeah you know and then you click on it, you're like oh wait a minute yeah somebody from wherever the fuck some fucking pussy yeah fucking won't say it to my face is gonna try to <laughs> <laughs> you know, go, and, and 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 to be completely honest with you, Jackie, I grew up committing crimes. Like mm -hmm. I grew up in that thing, and it took me a long time for me to learn mm -hmm. that that is your beer, right? And even though mm -hmm. I can take it, that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Okay. It took me a little while to learn that, right? Okay. Some other people, that's just like a Nathan or whatever, right? But I'm yeah. from that neighborhood. That so, like, uh, I wanna, like, I wanna talk to the kids. Right? Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you could be yeah. doing anything else with your life. There's a lot but of things But that's cool what I, I don't think this do. is an actual person. I I'm think that this is a this. software. Like, I feel like this is a kid that's just gone down the wrong road. He needs, like, a big sure, brother in his sure. life kind of situation. Yeah, right? sure. Right? Like, maybe I can help the youth here. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> well, fuck. from from my perspective, this was a bit comical. <laughs> man, fuck you, man. <laughs> well, because I was sent this link last night, too, by the same person. And I was like, oh, this looks like spam and so i didn't click it and then <laughs> this afternoon i get a bunch of messages from you from like every chat we're in together sending the exact same message that i received last night and so i immediately see it and i'm like fucking johnny clicked the link <sighs> and then i open it up and i'm like opening uh my message with you to like tell you <laughs> that that you've yeah. been you've been compromised yeah. and as i'm telling you i start getting messages from other people being like has johnny been hacked does johnny know he's been hacked sending Show me to everybody that knows that this is the band <laughs> yeah. right like so like if, if maybe i'd been hacked and like also kidnapped or something like that they got yeah. to you as well which yeah. is pretty cool so shout out to everybody that reached out to me and a special shout out to everybody that reached out to jackie for me which is yeah. pretty cool yeah yeah it's pretty sweet people people know we're the band but fuck man like that was just it it happened like so quick like i was gonna come home and take a nap right yeah now i'm fully charged for this episode and yeah. i do not need a nap right like i just feel like i've been slighted mm -hmm. or there's like um it's a privacy thing right it's a rear window it's like there's fucking something voyeuristic and creepy about it like yeah. there's something there mm -hmm. that is just like waiting for you to slip and at any moment boom then they're just gonna gonna come in and do the thing and it's just it's bullshit and like the, the internet's not a cool place 
yeah. We'll get, we'll get into another story in a minute here, but the internet like is 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 fucking up all over all over yeah. the place. Right, where people are just using the internet for, um, for the wrong reasons, and. Um, I love to read stories about that, but mm-hmm. when I'm on the the receiving end of the bullshit, right. like I'm, imagine if something actually would happen, like if they actually took my, I would be fucking. Yeah, crazy I mean right it's now. it's shitty. Um, yeah. But now you know, going forward, you can sort of have uh, your your guards up a bit. Hopefully, this yeah. doesn't happen again. Um, anyone listening, if you get any suspicious links, don't just click them right away. Yeah. Um, yeah, Unless you know like what? In your uh, like a private email inbox from no, me, not even then email. It might be a I've picture of my penis, and you on... could open it. Like, you, well, I've, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been yeah. Those around. Sure, sure, but like you can even Only get to real the... friends. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like nothing bad really happened. You change your password. That's it's done now. Yeah, but I can still talk shit. Yeah, but... I just feel like it's some fucking dork in glasses. Like, and I mean, like the appearance wise has nothing to do with it but i just know that that's the fucking kid that's just like there's nothing in the world for me and fucking uh right so like they're like mm-hmm. form of like anarchy and disruptance and chaos or whatever yeah. it's just like going into my bank account there's nothing in there man like what yeah. the fuck are you doing yeah yeah no i i get it it's, they want my it's information. annoying what the fuck do they want if you well, see me live then you will not be able to embarrass me with anything that you find on my phone that you're gonna like leak out yeah. to the public everybody knows where the bodies are yeah i don't you know think it's I mean? so much like a, a leak thing is that they can then sell your information to to other you know companies and i'll sell like my that. information to other companies if any company wants yeah. to know my information they're willing to pay for it <laughs> sure. shit yeah like what are you watching like what's, what's your Pornhub search <laughs> everything <laughs> like, like, i don't go to the smorgasbord and eat noodles like get the fuck out of here man i'm, I'm trying everything on the on that thing and i'm comfortable with that okay right? but i don't like that um you know there's 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 some i don't know fucking internet dork out there is trying to they're trying to fuck with like me and the people that I care about. And that's yeah, not, I, and that's I, what I'm upset about. Okay, yeah, cool? I understand. Yeah, All right. yeah. Okay, All right. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well, I wanted to bring up um, mm-hmm. uh, a news story that I found to be pretty fascinating because it's just like it, it involves the internet, which like you know, we didn't really plan for this episode, but it kind of it, it rolls in perfectly, right? Uh-huh. And um. There's we're shady gonna, people out oh, there. Oh, there's so many shady people yeah. out there. And uh, but this is a point where like um where, where law enforcement actually, you know what I mean, has 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 done their job, Jackie. Mm-hmm. So in uh, there's a website operating on the dark web out of Germany. Mm-hmm. Um Europol mm-hmm. is not like uh like Interpol or whatever, but you're uh, so I'm sure there's a there's a, a European um law enforcement agency that's been right. investigating this child porn site since um, I want to say 2019. Yeah, what was the name of the site again? It was like, like it was something creepy. It was like, was like something, yeah, some like boys, that. something. Mm, yeah. Nasty. Any of you going to fucking Google it, you're not going to be able to because they took the thing down. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Google operates on the dark web. I don't really know how the internet works. As you can see, I just got hacked because I'm a fucking idiot to click the YouTube link. Um, but basically, what had happened, and also, I don't want to wage war on hackers. If there's anybody out there being like, fuck this guy, like, give yeah. me a break, man. I, I don't got anything. You've been hacked once. Uh, yeah, yeah, never again. Well, probably again. But anyway, what what had happened was these um, this law enforcement agency has been investigating this dark website. Um, f- they have known about this thing for the better part of three years. Um, they then with the knowledge that the site was existing let it operate to grow to upwards of like four hundred thousand users mm-hmm. um and then it was just announced the other day that they took the site down mm-hmm. you know what i mean right are you thinking like arrests are going to come up and they out of four hundred thousand people they arrested three 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so law enforcement, right? Like another win for law enforcement. You know, it's like it's almost it's 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 crazy because like this is like the day that, you know, we can look back on yeah. as like the day that child porn ended. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Right? Yeah, there's three less child pornographer yeah. pornographers. Pornographers on a site of over 400,000. <laughs> child pornography right? consumers. So like if you're law there's enforcement. There's only three... Three hundred ninety-nine thousand thousand nine hundred ninety-seven left. That is zero 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 seven five percent. I did the math. I might have messed a zero up there. Yeah, but um, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I mean, what more can you ask for? You not much. Not uh, three hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven more. That's for sure. Those are just people. You just know, let their let them live their lives. It's it's incredible. You know, <laughs> the the they arrested one of the guys, uh, two of the guys I think in Germany, one of the guys in Paraguay, mm -hmm. and not only were they like um, prolific posters mm -hmm. on the on the site, Ooh. I think they're putting up like thousands of, of images and videos or whatever uh. at a piece right but so in law enforcement's term right so if you're law enforcement and you know that this site is operating mm -hmm. and it's almost like um like i love true crime stories right so when you're investigating the mob mm -hmm. you have like donnie brasco right uh -huh. so donnie brasco is like a real person that was infiltrating the mob and he's not just going to blow his spot up right like you want to build a case you know, right? So you can't just go in and, and, and take the first murderer that you come across and get one murderer off the street because organized crime still right, exists, right? Right, because you want you want to work your way up the ladder. You don't want to sure. punish. It's not about punishing individual crimes as it is getting the whole organization. Exactly. That's why like, yeah. when Rudy Giuliani wasn't like a fucking melting, um, smoldering piece of fucking ice cream that just like sucks Donald Trump's dick all the time. Like before mm -hmm. that, he was actually like a pretty prominent prosecutor and he, he was... Yeah, he, but wasn't that whole... He changed the game. No, yes, he, yeah, he started yes, like the but Rico it was case. All, yes, but it was all kind of for his own benefit. Don't you think that was his game? Was for him to get the limelight? Jackie, like not, not to take away about, from, yeah, yeah, from no, what uh, he Rudy Giuliani is obviously a piece of shit and he yeah. was going from like head prosecutor to like mayor of New York and stuff. And yeah, he was yeah, like, no, I think I'm, a decent mayor during the time of 9-11. I don't know a whole lot about him before... Um, you know, like Donald Trump semen just like invaded his his body, and now he's like a little lackey for that fucking. Uh, or I right? think like it's he, a little, it's a weird. Yeah, no, definitely fucking just out for himself. He's a piece of shit, right? Yeah. But you can't take away from the fact that he did put away. You know what I mean? Some of the most prolific gangsters of all time, right? So just mm -hmm. using him for the example. Sure. Um, you're not gonna, um, you're not gonna get to the head of the snake. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Without. I don't know, starting at the tits, a stupid analogy, but e either way, right? Like, so it, it takes time <laughs> to investigate these things, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you can't cut off the tail of the snake and get to the And head. it'll just grow back. Don't snakes' tails grow back? No, man, that's like a fucking starfish or something. I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure snakes' tails grow no, back. No, snakes' tails grow back? Lizards definitely do. You can't cut off the tail of a lizard and expect it to die. You need to get, you need to cut off the head. Fucking great analogy. See, that's why we're a fucking team here, okay? Get on the get on board. I fucking love this band. Um, then okay, so basically so what they're doing is 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 you're you're trying to build a case, right? Mm -hmm. You want as much information that you can, um, you know, to to do something like a Rico case where Rudy Giuliani at one time was like prosecuting hundreds of gangsters at the same time, right? Yes. Under the under conspiracy, yeah, right? Sure. Now what Europol does, right, is they see that. And they think pretty cool, mm -hmm. but um, let's just take out three guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. That are kind of like I I I think it's um. Well, I'm not a law I I'm not in law enforcement, right? I'm not yeah. an investigator by any means, right? But from what I'm saying, it just kind of sounds like you bitched out or you didn't 
um, do your job yeah, well enough, you know what I mean? Well, or could they, were they only operating out of Germany, could only arrest fucking two guys because the other guy from Paraguay is on extradition to Germany. I'm just saying they did a great job. <laughs> it's interesting and like, when I think about the times we hear about people being prosecuted for child pornography, it's I almost you're gonna always... you're going to say when I think about child porn because that's no. got to be like <laughs> But it's almost always like, like celebrities, you know? Like they make like an example out of out of well-known people. Like what was the... What's Subway guy? What's his name again? Oh, Jared. Jared. Yeah. yeah. Prolific. And so like... You know, we hear about Jared getting getting locked up, yeah. But no one, you know, gets goes further. It's always just you you lock up individual people, but that doesn't do anything to solve the the root of the. the Wait problem. a minute, Jack, are you like insinuating that these three arrests is not going to stop child pornography at a, at the whole? I, you know, no disrespect for the German police. Uh, in law oh, enforcement, wow. but I suspect that there might be a few uh, stragglers left, upwards of three hundred ninety-nine thousand, who might sort of continue continue this line of okay. work. Okay. Well, I mean, I was I I, I I didn't know, right? I figured that maybe um, you know, once you've been doing something that's so illegal for so long and you get away with it, then maybe you stop, right? But that's what the, I, I mean, mean, that doesn't seem to stop anyone ever. No, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> I'll keep clicking YouTube links if you yeah. keep sending the fucking yeah. things. About. I guess that's what it is. Like, I mean, uh, Louis CK has a fucking um, Saturday Night Live opening monologue on child um, porn or child molesting or whatever that is just fucking fantastic. But they like the crux of the of the whole piece is basically like if something is like like. Fucking a kid has to be so good, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because like if uh, if I had to right, stop I eating Clark bars bit. or whatever, right? Like I mean, yeah. it's it's ridiculous, it's mm-hmm. crazy, absolutely fucking hilarious bit. But it's it just kind of cements the idea that like if you're that fucking perverted, you're so done there. It's like almost like it's like mm-hmm. kind of like like murderers and like psychopaths and shit like that mm-hmm. or whatever, right? If you're conscious of what you're doing is wrong, and then you're still gonna go out of your way to like get mm-hmm. it done, maybe. You know, Europol, like, look into that. Because the problem is, basically, is what what happens when you shut down, like, this site, I mm-hmm. assume, another one pops up. Yeah, exactly. With 399,000, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> users, potential users looking for, you know, a place to call home. It'll take another three years to shut it down or whatever. Yeah, you know, so if, the, if every three years Europol arrests three child pornographers, mm-hmm. then, I mean... This that's a great. Start. I mean, that's three off the street. Yeah, by my math, like we will end child pornography by like twenty one eighty five. I think by those yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is pretty good. Yeah. Which is which is solid. That's, you know. Yeah. Change great. doesn't happen overnight, Jackie. What more do you want? No, I mean, I think this is a solid start. It's a good good um, step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. For sure, you know. Um, it's it's hard, you know, for for law enforcement. I think <laughs> I didn't know where the sentence was gonna go. It wasn't my penis. Like I've only, <laughs> no. you know, what's weird. Actually, Jack, do you ever think about like uh, at the time you lost your virginity? Like how old mm-hmm. are you? If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, I was like nineteen. I was oh. older. Oh, that's legal then. Yeah. See, yeah. if I go back and like I'm thinking about like um 
like your first time's never that great or whatever, mm-hmm. but there's something romantic about it. You know, you're kind of like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> Not in my case. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, mine might have sucked too. But the idea that if you're going to go back and masturbate thinking about your first time, Ugh. then you're potentially masturbating to child porn. Yeah. And that's not something that I do. I just yeah. want to go on record right now. But, yeah. Saying that I only yeah, masturbate same. to Johnny DeVito sex memories post 2008. Okay. Let the okay. record show. Yeah. Let the record show. Right? <laughs> um, you know, just because, uh, just because I'm conscious about that. Did I throw away all the pictures that I took in those earlier days? <laughs> of course not. I'm making money on Boys Town. <laughs> You're a fool. You let one slip through the crack. That's fucking oh. terrible. No, it's just gross. Like that's just what the internet's like. The, like a big part of the internet yeah. is for like trying to. Um, steal my data and information and um, try to find pictures of me with my dick out when I'm like four years old. Yeah. Weird. Right? Yeah, you see, again, how I'm self-centered and everything sure. circles back to me. <laughs> you know, but that's why I feel like I could do something. Maybe I can help, right? Yeah. Maybe I, you can take down four child pornographers. Like at a bar or like... <laughs> <laughs> and the same night, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. feel like... No, I feel like I could get it done, right? But I like yeah. the idea of like like Tom Cruise. Like if I was John Cruise, right? And I'm just running through yeah. um, like all different types of like high society. Maybe like, like Tom Cruise, but like Mission Impossible, John Cruise in an eyes wide shut kind of situation. Okay. I feel like that guy's really going to make a difference. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like Tom Cruise and his like, and all of his espionage and all of his greatness, you know what I mean? It's never really even arrested like one child pornographer. And I've seen all the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's done some questionable things in his life too. Oh, sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Tom Cruise. I will go on record right now by saying Tom Cruise has severed the heads off of like innocent animals like 14 times Mm -hmm. at least like i feel like it's um it's starting to be like an annual thing but i think he's getting into it because it's biannual right now and like if you just follow like tom cruise on the dark web then you will see like isis style beheading videos wow at like pet smart um like he'll just go right into the store and do it yeah which is wild um you know a man's got to follow his passions, but also, mm-hmm. like, if I'm passionate against that, then I feel like I have to stand up. Yeah. Right? So we'll say it right now and show me yours. Tom Cruise, your fucking time is up, bud. Yeah. I don't, did I, I go off? Did I go off track? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so passionate about I get about nervous talking stuff. about Tom Cruise. I don't really? want. I don't want the Scientology to come after us. Yo, you think Tom Cruise is the guy that hacked me? Maybe. Yo. Oh. Never mind, Tom. <laughs> We're totally cool. cool. Yeah, let's edit that <laughs> shit out. Do you think that Scientology has any like real power? Like, do you think yeah, those motherfuckers? Dude, like, what, what, fuck, what? man. Have you? Oh, I, I've. What other power do they have other than Tom Cruise and John Travolta's money, though? Like, who else is into that? I don't want to get. I literally don't want to get into it. Are you I'm, afraid, Jackie? Yeah. Oh, now we <laughs> gotta scary. go. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, I've watched so many documentaries about Scientology. All you I know is that they're so supposed to be deep into it, and <laughs> <laughs> fuck, it's insane. They're they are to be respected, and uh, we are actually uh, we 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 got th- we have Thetans pumping. I just know here. they'll fuck with people. Really? Yeah. I peed on the door of a Scientology building one time, and I didn't they know they definitely that it was there. have your face logged somewhere. A hundred percent. Do you think oh, they have cameras everywhere? Too. The problem was is that I didn't do it out of like 
um, like malice or spite or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just, I just really had to pee. And if you're like cruising around downtown Vancouver, not a lot of places to pee at night when the bars go yeah. out, right? So I was just... The one right downtown? Yeah, the one right yeah, downtown, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like on Pender and uh, fucking Homer or whatever. And It's on Hastings, I think. And, is it uh, Hastings? Yeah, 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 that's right. Sorry, it was yeah, right, right by where I used to live. Yeah, it was across mm-hmm. from the VFS, um, from the bear pit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm walking home and I don't know what anybody was even doing in there that late. But maybe they just get down with Scientology like that. Maybe they thought that like I was going to come and find. Oh, the I think Lord they have people something. there like round the clock. Okay. Basically, I just maybe peed not. on a door mm-hmm. and the dude came to the door and I didn't realize until like the last, until he's like at the door and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is weird. So you try to like finish really fast and, and put your dick away. And he just like opened the door and was like, fucking really, man? <laughs> and from that response, I was like, Scientology is maybe not that bad. Or maybe that dude, because he was just like yeah what the fuck man like it was it was such a disrespectful thing to yeah. do but i didn't do it because it was a scientology building yeah. i would have peed on that shit if it was starbucks yeah but unfortunately so it kind of happened then i walked away giggling a little bit being like mm-hmm. <laughs> but now are you saying that like they could i th- yeah no they Tom definitely Cruise have that on scientology video. hacked me today they 100% because had i that peed on, on a scientology building I've unintentionally peed in front of a restaurant before with people dining. Well, do tell. (laughs) (laughs) I was like 20 or 21 and I was with my friends and we were going out drinking in in Victoria and we're walking to the bar and before we get there, we're like, uh, me and two of my friends who I won't name because I don't know if they want this. (laughs) it's not that hard to guess and um we were like oh i really have to pee uh let's pee before we go into the bar sure and so we like found uh, a bar that has stalls and toilets and everything like that yeah you just want to crank one out real quick yeah because when we get in we want to walk in get go to the bar get our drinks and like start going wild yeah you don't want to walk in and run yeah and you know what everybody everybody knows you're doing coke at that point right well even if you're not they just think you are they're going to treat you differently if the three of you run in and immediately go to the bathroom and then get your seat and to be completely honest there's like a at this time there was like a 95 percent chance that we had like done a bunch of mdma before we left and so we just like wanted to get in there and start dancing there's a 95 percent <laughs> chance that you... <laughs> yeah. oh, no, that's cool. i mean during 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 this this time that this happened it's, a rad story. it's i'm <laughs> almost certain that we probably had just done a bunch okay. of mdma okay and we didn't want to deal with the bathrooms <laughs> we just wanted to get into the bar and start dancing oh, i'm with you there and so uh we find a dumpster to pee to pee next to and so the three of us are all like squatting close to each other just peeing and then we look over and two of our other friends are sort of like waving at us like crazily but we're all like midstream and we're like what the fuck are they we're like pee actively peeing actively three of squatting. you in a row all next Ass to each and other. pussy just out facing yeah. the window no 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 we were behind we were next to a dumpster so at from our perspective, we had just found a dumpster and we're peeing next to it. And then we look up at two of our other friends and they're like waving at us and stuff. And then they just start laughing. And I'm like, what the fuck is their problem? And then uh, I we finish and I walk back over to them. And my friend was like, 
dude like you're in front of a fucking restaurant and we look and like everyone in the restaurant is like looking at us describe and describe the laughing. restaurant for me real quick is it like it uh, is it like denny's a, or is it fine dining establishment no, it anywhere was like in a nice restaurant in downtown victoria people were having like a nice like sit down dinner and they look out the, <laughs> the window and we're all three of us squatting like ass ass and pussy facing towards the window just being <laughs> <laughs> Do you think anybody had like a like a Harry Met Sally moment in that point? It was like I'll have what she said. Like that that's pretty cool. I just think there's like a there's an old guy there that's like maybe like an old widower, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all he he just loves his wife so much, right? And mm-hmm. he misses her every day and he's like i could never find anything yeah you know i mean that would that would bring me joy <laughs> like just like the like the loving embrace of, of, yeah. my, of my dear wife and then he looks out the window and sees three 19 year old girls just peeing in his direction he's like you know what i think i'm gonna be okay yeah like you might have you might have turned we somebody's all, whole life around i mean i'm sure we made some people's nights and then ruined some other people's nights if like, you're <laughs> too stuck up to like to be able to enjoy a fine meal with mm-hmm. a fine glass of wine yeah you know and 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 you can't appreciate the beauty that is three 19 year old <laughs> girls just peeing with their with their ass just facing I mean, directly like, to I, I mean like i'm just saying like what call me uh, maybe maybe I'm more advanced than the next person, but like this prudish <laughs> lifestyle that these people are living has to end today. <laughs> and we would have all been wearing like short, tight skirts and like crop tops, and so would have just like <laughs> pulled up the skirt. <laughs> In a in a in a pee situation, okay. So like in a, in an outdoor pee situation, Jackie, mm-hmm. I go um, like. I, I unbutton the pants, fly down, mm-hmm. but then I dig through the boxer hole and I pull out the hole. So oh, are you wow. like a panties down public oh, pier or yeah. you pulled aside? Oh, down. Oh, really? I go into a full like yoga squat. Interesting. Yeah. I actually quite enjoy peeing outdoors. I always feel like I'd pull it to the side. Is there like an issue with... um? Well, because you don't have really control over where the pee is going to... Like you... It's this is fascinating, a- ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you heard this here first on as Show Me Yours. peeing outdoors as... As a lady, um, you uh, you have to really like push the butt out, so it's gonna go back rather than like spray all over your legs and your clothes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. I, what yeah, I do I is I yeah go like underwear all the way down if I'm wearing pants all the way down, and then go into a full squat and like really push my push my butt out. If, um. If there was something to like hold on to, is mm. that ideal? Like, would you have that, or do you yeah, do you kind of go by the? I think I mean, or is like, that what all the yoga's for? <laughs> yeah, it's for this this exact purpose. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I've never really been in in want of something to hold on to, but I'm sure if something was there, maybe I would. Um, I've that, like, but I've peed in a lot of uh, a lot of precarious situations. That's rad. That's yeah. A cool story, Jack. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for sharing this. Rumor has it that uh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably not the first time that you peed in public. <laughs> oh, no. And it won't be the last. Fuck yeah. That's rad. I um, <laughs> I get nervous a lot of times when I'm peeing. Like, even if I'm at a urinal mm-hmm. in a bar and I'm sitting, like, and I and I and there's nothing more in the world that I have to do is, that, is piss. Mm-hmm. If I go to a urinal and some asshole stands next to me, I can't go. Yeah. It's like, and I, I read a thing on it. There's like 4% of the population deals with that. It's, there's a name for it. I call it yeah. being a fucking pussy. But that's just something that I struggle with. You know yeah. What I mean? A lot of times, too, if I'm peeing in an alley with my friends and shit, they're like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, stop talking to me for two yeah. seconds and let the stream go. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's just a thing that I deal with, you know? Yeah, that's I That's my get plight, that. you know, as, as a human being, right? And I think that it's time that people start recognizing me for all the struggles and trials and tribulations that I've been through. 
Well, I think we're we're starting to do that here. We're... Thanks, Jax. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, before we get into this record, because mm-hmm. I do love it, yes. um, but I also have to piss out of my dick. And we're back. All right. <laughs> so, with uh, all of that out of the way. Yeah, I feel better now. Good. I feel better. Sorry, guys. I, I came in hot there. I we 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 talked about the problems. Yeah. Um. We talked about like law enforcement making, you know what I mean, a positive step in the right direction, right? Which, yeah. which now I feel better about. Good. Right? So, so overall, you know, it might, it might have shattered my illusions of love, but uh, <laughs> now if you can tell me about this record, Jackie. Yeah. So like I said, this week we're doing Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. It came out in 1977. And I think that most people would probably agree that this is Fleetwood Mac's masterpiece. Do they have other records? If it's any like this, like I would I would probably listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty it's iconic. Uh in my opinion, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. In many people's opinions, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. It's uh it's number seven on the Rolling Stones list of 500 greatest albums of all time. Yeah, so fuck you Josh Adam Myers, we're getting to it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I think uh like I was saying before, I unknowingly was like mm-hmm. raised around this album. My yeah. mom's like huge into you know like this kind of rock and stuff, but yeah. like the, the albums that I remember was like Collective Soul and whatever. Like, yeah, right. so I, I didn't see this CD specifically. Right. But as you tell me to listen to it and I go through it, it's undeniable that I've known all of these songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, to give or take a few of them, um, they probably didn't make the radio, but it's pretty fucking like iconic or yeah it brought up like memories of like camping when i'm a kid and shit like that yeah so yeah it's definitely it's been in the zeitgeist yes <laughs> yes and we uh, we listened to this this album last year before uh before we started the podcast actually yeah. it was right after we bought all the equipment to record the podcast and we took the equipment to the island yeah. to sort of play around with it was this album the impetus of this show it could have planted the seed because wow. at that point we weren't really sure what the format of the show was yeah, gonna be very yet. cool okay because that was yeah. a very cool night if you have the opportunity to listen to this album for the first time <laughs> i would recommend going to jackie's parents house on the <laughs> island because her dad Tim is a fucking beauty who would just set up speakers in the backyard and just yeah. let you blast that shit until like three in the morning. Yeah, we had a really good time. We did. We were there. Yeah, we everyone had gone to bed. We were sitting outside. It was yeah. It was really late. We had like the the lights on and we were just blasting Fleetwood Mac like into the into the forest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were some cougars out there that were like, yeah. you know, trying to maybe. Uh, to add to the 400,000, you know, child pornographers out there. There's a lot of cougars <laughs> in the woods there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there, were, there yeah. were maybe up to nefarious things that we might have stopped a, a crime that night because, you know, the the, the, the beautiful sultry sounds, you know, yeah. were, were echoing through jamming the woods. to Stevie. It was pretty Yeah, cool. so it was sort of like the first unofficial show me yours, which is kind of fun. That is fun. That's super fun. I mean, and now, for whatever reason, this mm-hmm. is, now this record holds like a special place in my heart. Yeah. And when I grew up, somebody said, oh, if it isn't punk, it sucks. And I agreed with him. And that was (laughs) terrible advice. So I basically spent my entire life rebelling against like the things that, um, that like my parents like, or, um, or like society is kind of deemed to be the best. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. Like, you know I mean? All my favorite records are, you know, kids that made, and and then hip hop as well. Right. I think that, that, that bleeds over into the thing for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, like I 
love the music of the youth. Yeah. And so when I was a youth and I heard this shit, I'm like, the fuck out of here. <laughs> now I'm 30 years old. Stop thinking like that and start like opening your mind to a yeah. couple other things. And maybe you could groove out to like what would be deemed a classic record by um, like the Rolling Stone or, or mm -hmm. whoever his opinion matters, I guess, in this case. Um, I kind of got to fi find it afterwards and it, it was cool. Yeah. I, I fucking really dug it. Yeah. Up until getting hacked today, I was like, <laughs> did it make you cry? Yeah. Make you cry? I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some real bangers on it's this. A pretty, it's pretty undeniable, in my opinion. Yeah. And so just yeah. like a, a little bit, I won't go too deep into the history of the band. Give me a little bit, because I don't know yeah. really anything. Yeah. So it originally formed in 1967, Fleetwood Mac, but it's gone through, the, they've gone through so many lineup changes. Okay. And the most iconic lineup uh, is the the lineup that we see on on this album so on this album there's of course stevie nicks on vocals and then this is uh mick fleetwood who is one of the really? one of the founding members <laughs> yeah he's the drummer and then we also have lindsey buckingham who is a oh, guitarist that, oh, and a okay, vocalist oh, we'll get into that later. Okay. yeah and we also have uh john mcvee on bass who is one of the other founding members and so that's Fleetwood Mac came from obviously Fleet uh, Mick Fleetwood and John Mick V, so it came Mac. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and then we also what, has Stevie been in the band from the beginning? No. Oh, okay. Her okay. and Lindsay came together. Uh, I forget what the year was. I might. I probably have it written down somewhere, but so it's the not this album. So the guitar player just had like a girlfriend show up to band practice, and she no. fucking revolutionized the band. Is that how? No, they came together. They oh, were. Oh, um, okay. They. So they came in the album before this one, which is their self-titled album. Their their second self-titled album. The first one was their <laughs> original lineup. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but they came on basically the guitarist. I, that's, I'm sorry to but that's really weird when bands do that because uh, like, it's there's a few times where already off the top of my head, Rancid um, first. Um, first album was called Rancid, mm -hmm. and then in 2001, we just call that album 2001 now, but right. it's just as well silly it's a fun thing to do yeah That's kind of and cool. so i want to say it was like 1975 that they came on that sounds about right because okay. it was the album before this one and this was 1977 Anyways, that's neither here nor there. We also, can, we sorry, check I, the facts on this show. Come yeah, the the final member of this lineup is Christine McVie, who is a keyboardist and vocalist, and she also wrote a bunch of the songs of this album. So oh, don't wow. don't sleep on don't sleep on um, Christine. To um, married to our is relation to the other. So we're gonna get into that. Oh, break it down for yeah. you, Jack. Break it down. So this album is also notorious for the amount of personal strife and conflict within the band at the time it was being recorded i couldn't hear any of that in the <laughs> if you really so, follow like I'm, I'm a lyrics guy and shit and i thought that it was all it was all just peachy you know yeah. puppy dogs ice cream on this one so um basically a brief overview is that before this album was made they were touring for their self-titled album and after six months of touring uh, John McVie and Christine McVie, who had been married for eight years, uh, split up. And then, uh, so Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, who had been dating since before they entered the band, they had a different group called Buckingham Nicks together. And <laughs> That's then, a shitty band name. I'm sorry, yeah, Buckingham. Like, yeah, but they, they came into the band together. <laughs> and, uh, well, basically, what happened there was they uh, the guitarist... 
um fuck his name fucking escapes me now i apologize but the guitarist before Lindsay had left the band and mick wanted to bring in Lindsay, and Lindsay basically said i'm a package deal with stevie and oh. so that's how they came into the band okay cool and so they were in a relationship but they had just split up as well in a very like ugly split that's the way so I feel we about have... us, right? Like, if anybody's going to try to poach me, like, this is the band. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like, coming. Yeah. I hope you would do the same. Of but... course, of okay, course. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, uh... Flip that, because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's going to yeah, be the clip I kill myself, too. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, so... Keep it light. We have um, Christine and John had just divorced. Okay. We have Stevie and Lindsay who had just split up and Mick was also going through a divorce because he had just found out that his wife had been having an affair with his best friend. Jesus Christ. And Christine had also after in the midst of this divorce had just had started dating the lighting director for the band. And so it was a complete fucking shit show when they were recording this album like the the recording studio i imagine was a supremely awkward space like these couples they weren't talking to each other like it wasn't an it it was a a messy split like they were not friendly they only talked when it came to music when they were working on songs otherwise they were completely they didn't want to be in the same room together you hear about bands recording albums and um it's always it's always kind of funny for me is like a, the 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 general songwriters of the band will kind of be in there throughout like the entire recording process. I've never mm-hmm. recorded a record. I've never been in there, but like all that those stories kind of fascinate me. Where you'll have like a you know the drummer will come in and just like track his drums, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And they they come in and finish them off or whatever. But you you know the some members of the band will only need to be there for um like a you know a, just a short period of time. Yeah. But that all is well and good yeah but when you have something that's like this complex like i understand that for like a like a fucking blink 182 record or mm-hmm. something right you have the general idea of where it's gonna go and travis barker's gonna come in and like yeah do his thing for a couple days or whatever and then get the fuck out of there i don't think he's ever given a shit about you know what i mean yeah what they're like right but i for something that's i think it's like a little more complex there's a lot going into it i mean the soundscape itself yeah. like it requires like six fucking people to play the songs right so and when they were they recorded this uh album I, I forget the name but it's in an area that's outside of la sort of in the in the boonies of it okay. i forget the fucking name of the town they were in but basically they all had to move out to this place and live in this this place and so they were completely isolated all they did was fucking record this album with people that they didn't want to fucking be around do you have any idea the recording period like the time it took to record the record i don't i i, I forget because oh, like i mean period, if that was yeah. like a shitty two weeks that would no be no shitty. It but was if it was like a shitty that. six months that it would was be more in the range of of six months where it, i want to probably like two two three months as like that, a yeah. band that is crumbling you know what i mean before your eyes right but we're gonna go and record a, a next record right mm-hmm. but like you're it's probably pretty clear to everybody that like well based they on, like where the personal life is going mm-hmm. like is are we gonna tour this fucking record they and did. then you make one of the greatest yeah. fucking albums of all time mm-hmm. that's gotta be like a, everybody in the band is subliminally saying fuck you to every other member in the band mm-hmm. you know what i mean like with all the 
Yeah. <laughs> when these rumors spread in. Yeah. Or, well, like, that, I mean, yeah. I, I guess it would be beyond rumors at this point if they've already split up. But, you know, yeah. what I mean? for the, like, the sake well, of the record, I'm sure there's like bad puns and, and stupid jokes that they could go into. Like if you were about to like change the landscape of like mm-hmm. what would be considered classic rock 20 years later yeah. or whatever. Right. Like there was just five out of like how many how many songs are on this record? Uh, Like eight eight to ten something Fucking like that like it's pretty five sure. or six of them are like all-time classics yeah you know what i mean like definitive I would say more i would say there's only a couple that probably I think aren't like that two you or don't three hear that i didn't lot, you know that yeah. it kind of ebbed and flowed yeah kind of thing. but like it's undeniable yeah how great these records are but could that has to be fucked up well right? it's interesting because if you listen if um you watch you know, some documentaries and interviews about it. You hear them talking about it. They didn't, at the time, you're, like, in it. And so they're, like, you know, writing these songs. I mean, uh, Stevie and Lindsay and Christine are all writing these songs about, you know, about each each other and about John and stuff. They're all writing it about members in the band, but they I'm don't, sorry, it's sorry, not like... I'm sorry, um, Christine, again, is... Um, was married to the bassist. Yeah, but John. what does she? What does she play in the band? What, uh, she's keyboard she's and keyboard? she does oh, vocals. Okay, cool. Okay, sorry. I, okay, sweet. Yeah, she Very she cool. sings the songbird. She sings "You Make Loving Fun." She's oh. yeah that voice. I'm gonna have to listen to it a little bit deeper. I thought every female <laughs> voice on the record was Stevie, maybe like doing like a little different stuff. It doesn't. Does it stand out? Like now that I go back to it, is it very yeah, clearly it's a different person? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but I like, I like just to the, to they the were um, at the time recording it. They didn't. It's not like they were thinking about the fact. Oh, this is awkward. We're all singing about each other. They were just the person writing the song obviously knew what it was about, but they were recording music. And then when it, when they listened back to it, they were like, Oh my God, all of these songs are about each other. And these are just like journal, journal entries going through like horrific breakups (laughs) and playing and having to cooperate with the person that you're breaking up with to make this. this What a happy accident to make some of the, like the, you know what I mean? Some great music, but Mm -hmm it's detrimental in the sense that like if you're trying to break this relationship up and you're trying to like you know get on and live your life you might have to play these songs well and they for did. the rest of your fucking and they life did. which is well, wild that's that's, that's yeah. Uh, yeah and so the There's other a dichotomy there that is fucking hilarious and tragic at the same time yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty wild yeah. and like and so the other little uh piece of uh of like relationships in this band was that Stevie and Mick had a brief affair after this album came yeah, out. So did. they, uh, they did all... they just fuck on a pile of money after? <laughs> like, cool. There's also this story about like after this album came out and they were shooting a, a cover for, I think it was Rolling Stone and Annie Leibovitz was shooting them and they got there and she just had like a bunch of Coke for them and wanted them she wanted to play on the fact that that everyone knew there was all this relationship drama. Fucking she, is, is she the fucking like the New a, York uh, dress and play? She's like the like the she's female. She's like a, um, a very famous photographer. Yeah, but she was but, on a documentary. She just came off of mm-hmm. shitty the other. I saw. It. Okay, sorry. I don't okay. know. Just pretentious and up her own ass. But like, we're sure. all black and New York photographer. Or whatever. Sure. Okay, sorry. But anyway, so she wanted them to all like pose. Maybe shout out to that lady, but I don't know. I, 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 so, <laughs> she's yeah. a very well known photographer. <laughs> Seems but she a wanted up to. Her own ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably is reason to be. <laughs> um, but anyways, she wanted.
wanted them to all pose on like a bed together to sort of to play on this but they were all like so uncomfortable with it and so she brought out all this coke and they did this photo shoot and then afterwards i guess stevie and Lindsay like wouldn't were like making out on the bed and stuff until annie was like you guys got gotta go like gotta gotta head out and then Fuck shortly that. See, after okay that, okay so i didn't like her in the documentary and i hate her even more now based <laughs> on that story like if you're just gonna like party it up to get the shot yeah. and then when you know the magic happens that you were trying to curate mm -hmm. in your studio mm -hmm. happens and then you're trying to cut it off because you have a fucking three o'clock with like yeah. uh, bon jovi like you can go fuck yourself <laughs> fran and lee what the fuck is her name Anne Leibovitz. Anne, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, the famous Anne Leibovitz. You heard it yeah. here first. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. So, um, obviously, like we've been talking about, this album is notorious for all of the conflict that was going on yeah. between the band members at the time. Um, Stevie Nicks has said that she thinks Fleetwood Mac, uh, they created the best music when they were in the worst shape personally. I've never and, heard any uh, of other songs. Yeah, I, I and agree, Lindsay yeah. Buckingham has said in reference to this album that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, meaning like all of the bullshit that was going on with them individually, like on... Their own, saying, it was, that. Yeah. yeah, it, it was like absolute sense. chaos. But together, they created this, this thing. This wouldn't have happened if, like, if shit wasn't hitting the fan. If if there wasn't excrement hitting the air conditioner mm -hmm. in every fucking apartment, you know what I mean, right? Show to Kurt Vonnegut, but that was um, I just love that line. But if you're like everybody's life has to be crumbling at mm -hmm. the particular time or whatever sure. to make this thing, right? Especially with it, everybody writing different songs. Yeah, because it's pretty sure. clear, like, um, the the tone from like. Uh, Oh shit! I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but um, like, sorry, sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look up the track list or whatever. But okay. it's, it's very clear because they're they're mm -hmm. fucking hits, right? But they're yeah. so clearly very different. The vibe yeah. of them is very different. And it yes. makes a lot of sense that you're saying that um that the three people wrote yeah. all the songs in this record because there's a different feel all the yeah yeah and uh you know some of them were about the you know breakups they were going through some of them were about like the sh like flings they were having at the time and stuff and um anyways so to sort of um i think that like it's a big thing for comedians to feel like they can't really like create um their their art or their work unless they're in a shitty place and I guess, like, do you think that, like, the best art comes out of conflict and tension or you have to be in a shitty place personally to make something really great? There's a great band that I love um, called Dead to Me. Mm -hmm. If you YouTube them or you Google them, it's not the show. There's a fucking band. They only put out a couple albums. But there's... Yeah. Um, does all good art come from suffering? Not all good mm -hmm. art comes from suffering. You know what I mean? That I love that fucking song, but... It's hard to say because it really depends on the person. We were talking about um, George Carlin and Richard Pryor last mm -hmm. week. And I think that, like, one of them, uh, like, it, it's. I think it's pretty clear when you look at, like, the material and what they're going through mm -hmm. and, and the way that they choose to present it. It's pretty clear that I think that, like, Richard Pryor thrives off of his past and he's able to make mm -hmm. that comedy so much more relatable even though his you know what i mean the the wild past is is obviously you know a lot different from everybody that's in the crowd but you can kind of um i can relate more with people that are doing you know stuff like that because of like where i came from right so it's really relieving to hear 
um art come from a painful place yeah because like if you come from a painful place and that's like the you know it's the reason that like all like my punk rock friends dyed their hair black and you know what i mean fucking like went like a little emo-y or or whatever you know what i mean like you can really gravitate towards um like the emotion in that thing does like do you does it need to be there i don't think so um there's great art obviously made from people that don't need to suffer for it they're just talented individuals yeah and very visually or or in whatever art you're creating i don't think that's the case but for whatever reason the stuff that you really hold on to maybe not visual art but with like music um writing um like poetry anything that i think like is um know like lyrically based or something like that that i i think for that kind of stuff and especially for music like if it's really coming from a place of of pain then like i know a lot more people that are like that are gonna carve like the deftones white pony like Mm -hmm. into their arm (laughs) you know what i mean that are gonna like you know like that are gonna spice up their life you know what i mean like like, keep listening to spice girls records like all the way you know until now right like there's a difference between like something that you can like you know just kind of have a good fun to like bop around to and there's a difference between like the shit that when you're in a bad place mm-hmm. the stuff that kind of pulls you out of there so I've, i don't think it's necessary but i'm really glad that sad people make art because that's the shit that i like yeah i think um it's like cathartic to to listen to something or to like watch you know someone a, a comedian and you connect through a like point of like pain i think that's a more powerful connection than if it's like something um more lighthearted. even though you 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 still connect to it and it's still good but it doesn't hit the same way totally and yeah i I, I don't know why like like i think for me anyways (laughs) that is where like the deepest like Yeah. yeah That's what what sticks with me the most, I guess, because and also because when you're like in pain and you're in a low point, you're looking for something to relate to. And when you find that thing, like a a joke that makes you feel like heard or or seen or a song that feels like it's saying exactly what you're feeling, then that's going to stick with you a lot more than just like a song that makes you happy or just like a silly joke, which and like I love those things, too. But I think that. There's something about the cathartic, like, release. Yeah, We went yeah. to see Off With Their Heads. Um, mm-hmm. Check out Off With Their Heads. Fucking fantastic band. Mm-hmm. Tragic accident that happened after the show or whatever, but uh, we won't go into that. The That show itself, mm-hmm. um, I've seen it a bunch of times, but every time that I get really excited to see that band because Ryan, um, who runs Anxious and Angry, shout out to his t-shirt, he prints these shits too, mm-hmm. but, like, that band means so much to me because... Mm-hmm that guy's gone through so much shit yeah you know what i mean and um he's so self-aware and the lyrics are just like fucking amazing that when i hear that stuff like that band specifically probably in the past like man i don't know five or six years or something um hits me on such a level mm-hmm. that when I take you to go see a band that I really like mm-hmm. that are playing in a small bar that's basically like half of a fucking um, a skate ramp and I leave you up on a six foot quarter pipe that you've never <laughs> been on before. And as soon as that band comes on stage, the first chord rings out 
And I'm like, I got to get in there. See yeah. you later, Jackie. And I just slide down a ramp. <laughs> and I didn't grow up skating ramps, but it's a little bit easier for me to do because like, I'm a little bit more comfortable around that thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm screaming at the front of the stage yeah. all those lyrics because like it's, it's the culmination of all the bullshit yeah. that I went through. Yeah, yeah, finding yeah. that band, loving that thing, finding like a counterpart out there going, oh, okay, I'm not the only person that's like feeling like this. And not mm-hmm. only that, this person is capable of like uh, really... Yeah, you know, taking that feeling that you have and putting it perfectly into a fucking song, yeah, yeah. and it's stylistically in a punk show, and yeah. I could like be sweaty and <laughs> screaming next to everybody, and that was the greatest moment ever. And then I turn around, and you're just stranded on top of that quarter pipe, <laughs> like, oh, it was a good show. <laughs> that's that kind of stuff that like that hits like that. So yeah. you know, um, that's where I really notice it because mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm if you would asked me like an hour ago when I was worried about hackers and shit like yeah, that, I'd be yeah. like, hey, you know, I mean, you know, you get into it when you get into it. But now yeah. specifically thinking about that moment. Yeah. I'm so goddamn into it. And like that cathartic release of, you know, fuck this, fuck everything. And it's just like, you know, and you're mm-hmm. around a bunch of other, you know, people that are you know sad for, you know, yeah. 75% of their day, I guess, too. Right. So there's that moment that yeah. that culminates. You know what I mean? At, at, at a punk show in the perfect way. And then I turn around and I see you just stranded up on the top. It's been broke my heart a little bit, but at the same time, like, it's kind of funny that that's, that's the way that it worked. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, I, w- <laughs> I was, I was stuck, but I wasn't, I wasn't like upset about it because okay, it's not okay. like when I, like when we go to shows, I can't like get it. I can't like mosh. It's just too, it's too There's much There's not enough for me. of you. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just too much. It's overwhelming and it's a bit scary. I've almost had my nose broken. Like just like yeah. just from somebody bumping into me or whatever, like a head smashed back. In yeah. And, and so like, it was kind of nice to be able to sort of still be in it, but just be like out of, out of the way and just be able to like, yeah, like the chill. video game perspective of it, like just above and behind. Yeah, but I, I was mean? very much stuck. Like I couldn't get down. <laughs> I had no idea, and my little sister posted up, like, right on the side of the stage, yeah. so I was kind of, like, you know, I was, I was there, and I'm thinking, like, Jackie's got to be loving this right now. Like, oh, fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on. So this album, the recording of it, is also known for the band's excessive partying and use of cocaine. Oh, no shit. While they were, while they were recording. Oh, so cool. basically, they would come into the studio at, like, 7 p.m., with you know the people that they're divorcing breaking up with and shit and so they would just fucking party until like 1 or 2 a.m and then when they were like completely like fucked up then and couldn't do anything else then they would start recording and so basically they were so like sleep deprived and in such a shitty place that they were just fucking doing incredible amounts of cocaine this does not come off like a party record well well yeah but they were just because it wasn't like yeah not i guess partying isn't the right word but they were just so deep into it and that's actually like gold dust woman the 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 song that closes off this album that's one of the best ones that is a stevie wrote that about her like being like becoming a, a drug addict while she was recording this it's about like cocaine (laughs) <laughs> that song shatter my illusions love make you cry make you come down really yeah, yeah. oh so coke oh did she make you cry make you come down Shat- shit yeah <laughs> yeah oh cocaine shatter my illusions of love too <laughs> yeah. stevie and so they actually they stevie, I get it. <laughs> they wanted to thank their coke dealer in <laughs> in the credits but they decided against it because he was murdered right before this album 
album came out. And so they decided it would be in bad taste to credit him. The fuck you, Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> yeah. You're your guy. you got to yeah. give it up to your guy. Yeah. I, there's a guy. Oh, no, I don't want to go into it. Yeah. I don't want to get into it. And Shout so, out yeah. to Tommy. Yeah. So Mick Fleetwood has said that if he laid out all the cocaine that he snorted into a single line, it would stretch for seven miles. <laughs> and it's miles, not kilometers. Miles. I'm familiar with units of measurement, <laughs> yeah. Jackie, and I'm just trying to think of like all the cocaine. <laughs> yeah. My mom watches this show. I've yeah. never done it. Yeah. Never. Definitely. Yeah, never. we won't go into the miles, the miles I've, of cocaine yeah, that I've never started seven miles of cocaine, that, I'll tell uh, you that. Yeah, that our that our our friends have done. Yeah. But uh <laughs> How thick was the line, too? Because that's yeah, what I would say. Like, question. I would be like, no, yeah. hold on, man. Like, that, yeah. I mean, it's seven miles, but if it's six inches <laughs> yeah. wide, hey, you know. But do you think the thing that blows my mind about that is the productivity? They were fucking on coke this whole time, and to churn out an album like this, and I can't think of like well, not Jackie. We have a really cool podcast. We read a lot of jokes. Uh-huh. Just, uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but not a not specifically cocaine. But do you have you? ever like done something productive while you're on any drug because i certain like maybe define productive because i've done things like afterwards that i'm like oh that was cool that that mm-hmm. got done that but i never recorded fleetwood max rumors like, like something like so, that sort of artistic yeah. out, the only maybe like psychedelics but even then i'm like not really doing I've anything written, tangible like, I mean, we're like we're we're at we're not visual artists or anything mm. like that. Like, so if you could call what we do art, I think like where it takes place on the page. Yeah. So I've tried to write on acid mm-hmm. and it's the worst dog shit yeah. ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. doesn't help even like the Hemingway Bukowski kind of thing. Like you got to be smashed and or whatever to be like a, a great writer. I disagree with that as yeah. well because it doesn't help my like God, my no. writing, maybe like a half hour. Maybe you know I'll, I mean? I'll get ideas, but I can't really. F- I do. I do yeah, a lot of those, but yeah. like, but that also comes from being loose and talking exactly, with your friends, yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah, Doing like you that, don't need to be right? on like, drugs I can't, or drunk. I can't to, fucking yeah. sit there with like drugs or alcohol or anything and try to do something creative. Yeah. And and have like new ideas and fresh stuff um, mm-hmm. coming to me. On the other hand, of that, if I'm hanging out and I'm having fun with my friends, like if you and me are shooting shit then yeah. more ideas will come. Yeah, But exactly. I have to be fucking, like, in the right mind, sober, usually in the morning, honestly, to, like, compile all those notes and put them into something that's, yeah, like... Yeah, to actually write, I have to Yeah, that's essentially, like, a story yeah. or a joke or, like, however you want to, you know, you want to take that... Yeah. That silly note with no context that you have in your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, great. I'll have, like... Fucking, random. it's not happening on blow. My God. No, it's not <laughs> happening on... Like, so, yeah. I don't know. I smoke a lot of weed, so maybe that, but... Even I honestly then, though, think I'm weed so slows not, me down. I'm like, I, not yeah. productive on it. If I yeah. smoke weed, then I'm like that... I'm not doing anything that yeah. day. Well, I'm just like always well, like, smoking go, weed. So like, yeah, if that's I the mean, case, like I, but I, 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 I always, I do get what like, I, if, um, my, if I'm smoking weed, what I want to do is nothing. Yeah. Like I have to yeah. get myself yeah. to, to, to work or, and yeah, yeah. that's fucking incredible. I mean, right? honestly, like if they, if they can pull themselves together and, and do that, are they all um, like sober now? Are they still partying? Are they dead? Like, what's what's they're, with the, they're sober now? Where's the Mac now? As far as I know, I'm they're all sober now. <clears throat> Stevie Nook said the last time she did blow was the 80s, so it was still cocaine then. Yeah, my dad has a cool quote like, there hasn't been real cocaine in Vancouver since 1989. 
And it's cool because he did cocaine here until like 97. So he really knew. Like he tried to stick it out. <laughs> like a few years. I might have the dates wrong. Sorry, Dad. Yeah. I love you. But, um, you know, for like, a, I always love talking to guys that are clean that are saying like, um, or, or anybody for that matter, um, that are, that have been sober for a long time. Yeah. That, um, you really try to compare mm-hmm. the, like the, like the, the times and shit, right? Because it's, it's so undeniable that if you were partying and having fun, the eighties would have been the time to do it. Rock and roll mm-hmm. is coming out. Hip hop is, is starting to rear its head. Like with like punk and hardcore or whatever that's happening at that same time. Like it's, the 90s is the shit mm-hmm. to me, like for pop culture, music and whatever, right? The yeah. 90s is the shit, but you need to come out of like, you know, like the, the 70s hippie thing and go into all the bullshit of the 80s or whatever to get there. And I think that like um, it's really fucking cool when like an old person can sit you down and go like, you don't know shit, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm of the, I'm of the mind where I had to, unfortunately, like I had to learn everything for myself. Yeah. I had the best advice growing up and and not just best advice fucking you're hearing war stories from veterans yeah right these fucking guys have been through the fire and they've done it and the only thing my dad said was like you have enough cocaine in you to never need it in your life Mm -hmm. and i'm like cool that's a cool conversation to have with your 13 year old (laughs) son dad yeah um but like uh, you know then you find that shit or whatever so you have to find for yourself and then and realize yeah. like that's not the shit you're you know like that's not the thing for me or whatever but like i'm a I, i'm a learn the hard way i i go my own way yeah you know well I, mean? I think it depends on your your person i mean if that's in you then it's next in time you. i say and, like, go I, my own way on this podcast and you don't go your own way then i'll fucking i will I'm leave sorry. i will leave this show <laughs> now. but i think uh yeah i mean like even i mean so, so, similarly my obviously my dad is sober as well i don't think i mean yeah correct me if i'm if i'm wrong dad but i don't as far as i know it was it was just alcohol with my dad he never really was a was a cocaine user as far as i may he he might just not be telling about it but um but like that being said like you grow up and like uh, like my dad set like the best example like he was sober and like um, and my parents were super cool growing up yeah yeah but like if that's in you then it's in you and like me not my older brother actually not at all but me and my younger brother both like big big partiers yeah. <laughs> like big and yeah. so it's one of those it's it's <laughs> you know if you're born with that it's hard you can't really you can't really get it you have to get it out of your system we're born I guess. with that like in my family but we were born on such a my dad we were sitting at like thanksgiving or we were at a family dinner one time my dad's just giggling saying like um like what kind of babies we were because my youngest sister Jackie, mm-hmm. not this Jackie, my other younger yeah. sister Jackie, <laughs> she fucking she comes and she says like um you guys are all accidents or something mm-hmm. or like I'm the only one that was born like clean, mm-hmm. right? And she said like we're all crack babies or something. It was the mm-hmm. funniest way to see like an ex uh, drug user. Yeah, I don't know if I should. Yeah, fuck it. Um, but he just kind of <laughs>, laughs and goes, well, no, like you're not all crack babies mm-hmm. i was doing coke when i had richie so like my older brother was like oh, cool. yeah. johnny crack baby for sure <laughs> but when my sister jen was born i relapsed and went into heroin and you're just sitting there <laughs> like old like anytime yeah. that you talk to like a fucking real yeah. you know what i mean like a real vet somebody that's actually been clean they're so open like i would love to do comedy at like an na or like a fucking aa meeting or something because these motherfuckers know and that's the funniest thing mm-hmm. that I've ever heard in my entire life where my little sister's trying to like, 
you know, say something wild. And my dad's like, oh, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like, it's so fucking wild. Um, you know, to go through the fire and be able to talk about that on the other end, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, all my dad ever did was, like, nurture and, like, raise me into the person that, like, I was supposed to be, right? Yeah. Which was great. Like, so, like, through his drug use, the productive thing that he was, like, um, able to do was just kind of, like, push me in the right direction or whatever to like I, I i really dig the person that i am mm-hmm. right my dad's the coolest motherfucker on earth right i love that guy um but that doesn't change the fact that he didn't record fleetwood max rumors while he was well you're drugs. yeah that's so, i mean that's I mean, inc- like to me the proof is in the pudding to make there. any album that's decent while you're all fucking like <laughs> have you tried to do anything out. have you tried to get pizza with everybody in the room on fucking drugs like this doesn't fucking happen no. right first of all first of all I who wants I, pizza yeah, yeah, I know, it's, it's a bad analogy right? but, but yeah like, you can't nothing gets you talk about doing a lot of shit but nothing actually Jackie, gets I've sat done. around a coffee table <laughs> until the fucking sun went up. Like I, I sat there on Friday and mm-hmm. sat there until the sun went up on Wednesday, just trying to fucking solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we accomplished nothing. Yeah. You could get together, write and record it's, what it's would go on incredible. to be like the, I, I mean, yeah. Seventh out of the 500 on fucking One of the best what, albums of all time. Whatever you could say, it's I'm sure. Pretty remarkable. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, okay, so finally, um, I want to talk about Stevie Nicks a bit. Because she gets a lot of shit from a lot of people. Who? Uh, there's like sort of a, a an opinion, uh, a popular pati- uh, opinion that she kind of brought in all of this drama and chaos into the band. And that she was just brought in because she was... Lindsay's girlfriend and she just you know created just created destruction and chaos and like yeah people kind of shit on her for like her theatrics when she's performing I mean she has a lot of costume changes and she gets she's a performer and people a lot of people shit on her she wrote one of the best fucking albums of all time well in my opinion there's absolutely no denying the fact that when when she before she came into Fleetwood Mac they were a fucking fantastic band, but they weren't turning out hits. I don't fucking know any Fleetwood Mac before that. If I'm if I'm speaking from my opinion, mm-hmm. if Stevie Nicks is on this record, mm-hmm. we're not talking about it today. Yeah, there's right. like when she joined the band, they skyrocketed to fame, and all of a sudden Fleetwood Mac was a was a band that made fucking hits, sure. hit after hit, after. and obviously some of that is is Lindsay as well. Uh, but you can't, you just, you can't deny the the impact that Stevie Nicks had on this band, mm-hmm. and uh, and like all of their all of their best known albums are from the era that she was in this band, and uh, that so that doesn't surprise me at all. Like this fucking she, band without. Um, without her, it's it's no. no She's an incredible performer, yeah. an incredible songwriter. The thought writer. of listening to this band without her on it is weird to me. It'd be a different band. Yeah, and so Stevie is. She's kind of known for like her like like gypsy like witchy vibes. That's sort I'm of like that. the their persona. She puts Hell like yeah. she always has like scarves and like ribbons and beads <laughs> tied around her mic stand. And <laughs> she's stuff got when Johnny she's Depp just hanging performing. off her fucking chair. Yeah, so. Uh, in that vein, okay, we're gonna do a tarot tarot card tarot tarot. We're gonna do a tarot card reading. Oh, I have an app. You have it. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm gonna read your cards. I've okay. never done this before. I've never. Okay, well, I've never. One time, I was around tarot cards. Um, mm-hmm. my brother's best friend Taz. Shout out to Taz. Hopefully, he's listening to the show. He has an older sister. Shyla 
that I, th I think we were shot anyway. She had tarot cards in her um, in her house, right? So mm -hmm. at one time when I'm like a teenager or whatever, we're hanging out at this place, and there was just tarot cards sitting on like a coffee table. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I've, you see these on the thing, and I picked them up and I was like shuffling through them, and she told me that it's incredibly bad luck for you to ever touch anybody's tarot cards mm -hmm. that aren't yours. Mm -hmm. And the reading that she gave to me was basically like bad luck for the rest of my life. <laughs> Which if you look at my life, yeah, <laughs> it has to, unrelated, totally yeah. unrelated. Um, I, I'm a big fan of personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I think that I fucked up a lot of the places that yeah. I actually fucked up. But if this, if there's any truth to this, then all of my blunders could be traced back to like <laughs> uh, me as like a 16 year old boy in a apartment that yeah. i was, shouldn't have been shuffling in. tarot cards i guess i don't know but yeah. oh no if the All first right. one you pull is death i'm out of here so this is a it's a daily reading so it's three cards we're gonna pull here okay so the first one i've never done this before i don't know what i'm I doing don't, I don't. <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to be open to things right i'm trying to be open to things like much like if it isn't punk, it sucks. Like, I'm, I'm getting into Fleetwood Mac, right? I'm into tarot cards. Get be I'm 30 now, motherfucker. Get into it. Okay. The first card, how do you, is, is swords. I got Swords. You are moving from a time in which you feel trapped and victimized by your own thoughts and perceptions about yourself. You have recognized that your own beliefs may have been your greatest weaknesses. Oh so the three God. things are self-acceptance, new perspective, and freedom. What do you think about that? What did I just say five <laughs> seconds ago? Um, okay. <laughs> Lucky guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I try not to put a whole lot of stock into this thing because, like, uh, it's like a horoscope to me. Like well, yeah, you... but, but I, I mean, leaving all of obviously leaving all of those aside, what is this something that resonates with you? I'm saying that, like, if I when I when I read a horoscope page mm -hmm. in a newspaper, um, I'm on the cusp, right? So, I mean, mm -hmm. they're like, depending on what newspaper you read, I mean, they're like a Taurus or a Gemini, yeah, so yeah. it's all bullshit to me. Yeah. So, I'll go in, like, I'll put my finger over, like, I'll just cover up Sagittarius or like mm -hmm. Aries or whatever, and I'll read that, and it's yeah. like, and it applies. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, that's how they're, so, they're designed. Exactly. The, right? yeah. So it's all kind of bullshit, right? So, um, but that one specifically, yeah, relating to what I just said mm -hmm. moments ago, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to let go of uh, a lot of my, I'm trying to keep the ideals and like my like who I am as a person, like what I believe to be true, yeah, but also stop being such a fucking dick. Yeah. Right? The worst thing about punk rock is that it's supposed to be like uh, for the community, mm -hmm. but it's also pretty fucking elitist and up its own ass. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy some Fleetwood Mac and maybe like you know have a sure have a have a have a glass of Chianti maybe. I don't know that. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Sure. Yeah, pretty pretty accurate. I think when I yeah when I read this, I think. Yeah, you're moving forward from time. You felt trapped and victimized by your own thoughts and perceptions Maybe. about yourself. Because I feel like you get down, like, <laughs> thinking about with the, this, the, this, these ideas you have about yourself that you think about yourself that no one else does. Is that a thing? That's what I, I see. Oh, that. yeah. I complained to you a lot about how I no, feel. Not and you're, no, 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 no. But, no, but no, like, definitely. I would get nervous about it or whatever, right? So, like, if I'm. But I feel like you, you get really hard on yourself sometimes about things that you think about, about yourself that no one else You don't does. think anybody thinks about that, about the way that mm, I think? No it's pretty th clear to me that I'm a failure and everybody else sees that in me no. as well. 
<laughs> if that's not the case, then like and subscribe. Yeah. But <laughs> there is just like a, it's a, I, I don't know what it is, but in my head, I could always be doing better. I could mm. always be doing more. Well, I and think like, that's a I fine perspective to have, but I think you don't need to be. To kick the shit out of myself yeah. as much as I do and like invade your texts with like. No, it's not that. But I don't like you. You you're so down on yourself. Sometimes. I get down so on myself. Like, I just want to yeah, be the best I mean, at what I want to do. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I get. Obviously, I get it. Like. I, okay. <laughs> in okay. The same way. Okay. No, you're right. right. Okay. Um. Extremely accurate. Okay. I guess. Card the, number next card. two. Fuck. <laughs> Feeling. <laughs> suffering and heart suffering and heartbreak stemming from loneliness rejection and betrayal this card indicates a period of intense suffering moments like this are sometimes required in life in order to bring out the strength we never knew we had within us do you feel like you're in a period of intense suffering well jackie they call me johnny trauma <laughs> for a reason um isolation loneliness rejection um, I mean, it's COVID time, right? So I, feel, I don't yeah. think that that's um, betrayal. I think that a lot of the self-suffering that I do isn't based on the fact that anybody's betrayed me, mm-hmm. but the bad decisions that I've made that have negatively affected other people's lives. So mm-hmm. I think that like I kind of I just want to be the best person that I can be. But living with all the mistakes you made before, you kind of have to move past that. And I think a lot of that goes back into like the, you know, the, the, how hard I am, you know what I mean, yeah. on myself or, or whatever, right? Yeah. Because um, I'm not a bullshitter, right? I can't just be like, learn my lesson. We're going to be good next time, right? Yeah. Like I'm honestly conscious of all the mistakes I made before or whatever to kind of come up to now. So like that one hits the, the nail on the head again. Yeah. I've been heavily dealing with trauma since, like, I don't know, maybe not since, like, a, like a, when I was a kid, the circumstances were the circumstances, right? Yeah. You know, parents put up young, and, uh, you know, so whatever it is, 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 it's weird, but that's the life that I lived, and I was very fortunate enough to have a family unit, you know what I mean, with, like, my, my uncles and my grandparents and whatever that were, like, you know, I'm okay, regardless, right? So, like, I never really realized that that might have been, like, traded until, like, after the fact. Yeah. But my friends started dying when I was really young. Right. Right. So like dealing with like trauma from like 14, the last thing that I said to one of my best friends was like, fuck you. I didn't say anything to the police. And if you want a fucking problem about it, then we like, so I basically told my friend like, let's fight. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking died that night. And you're like 14 years old. Right. And then at 15 that, you know, uh, another friend of my, uh, another friend of mine died. And another, like I've spoken at more funerals than I have. There was a point when we were doing stand up that we got to like a certain number of shows that mm-hmm. was like now I've done stand up more times than I've spoken at funerals. <laughs> and that's cool. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Yeah. So like there is there yeah, yeah, there's some trauma in there. I'm dealing with some shit like so yeah, of uh, there's okay, yeah. yeah, tarot tarot 2 Johnny 0. <laughs> all I'll right. Give, okay. Last one. Could we should read all the ones in the deck though because I feel like I'm so fucking self-centered going back to the beginning of this episode that like I could make anything in here relate to sure, my Sure, I don't have I don't it, unfortunately I'm going to have to buy some tarot cards. This can be oh, a regular fuck. thing. We're going to get into <laughs> I'm into the occult. Let's do okay. it. Okay. This one is about doing. So being at a crossroads, this is a moment when you must make a difficult choice. One path closes the other and your decision is hanging in a perfect equilibrium and balance, making the choice ever more difficult. There is no clear winner, but to progress, one must take a stand. This is fucking life, man. Yeah, that one seems a bit... Yeah, that seems like like any moment in life you have to make decisions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then, 
I'm gonna say fuck that because that's just like if you're gonna describe, you know, just life. Do, yeah. Do you feel like you're at a moment of like indecision of making difficult choices? No, I feel like I've done yeah. that before yeah. already. Right. Like I'm at yeah. a point now where I'm just like happy with the decisions that I've made, and yeah, um, we're just like I don't know, just do cool shit and make have fun with your friends i guess i don't know yeah we're on a ball floating through space yeah i feel like i mean that one i don't know i just like that one was whack i the, the first two that i was like holy shit i'm getting into tarot cards tomorrow yeah yeah i like i understand obviously i understand making difficult choices of course but i guess i don't i just believe that like as long as you as long as you know that it's like either me or my grandparents and it's gonna be me every time <laughs> Right? Yeah. So like as long as you're able yeah. you're, as long as you're capable yeah. enough to make that decision <laughs> then like it's fine like you're going to you know one door is going to close the other one's going to open and that's you know that's the I reason just, that I built this house. Yeah. And I just like don't believe in going back and like second guessing decisions that you've made. No. I feel like everything like you are where you are for a reason and you are you where you are now is where you're supposed to be. So I'm like, like a like a non-believer. Mm -hmm. I just don't care. Yeah. Right? Like I, I don't waste my time thinking about things that like d that don't matter or that, that I can't mm -hmm. um, that I can't manipulate and change or if, there, if there's nothing that I can do. Well, I think that's I a good that's like, a healthy mindset to have, because that's something that I have to remind myself to do every day is to let go of the shit that I can't control, sure. because that's yeah, the absolutely. shit that I obsess over the absolutely. most is the stuff that I have no control over. The, you know, so like the healthy thing. I don't know for for yourself just kind of it, to have a, a decent perspective mm -hmm. on where you are in the world and to know that the world isn't going to stop mm -hmm. regardless of what you do right like yeah. we're pretty insignificant here so all you can really do is try to make your time here as as good as you can mm -hmm. um so like in that sense like i i'm trying to have um and not like a new outlook on life, but one that I can just kind of agree with because I think it's just like apathy is the problem for me a lot of times. It's just like, I don't care. It's a lot of times somebody will present me a problem that they're having in their life. Mm -hmm. And because of all the trauma and because of all the shit that I've been through, I'm looking at them and being like, oh, fuck, man. Like, you're making a mountain out of a molehill here. Like, this is kind of insignificant and from mm -hmm. my perspective but you forget about the fact that like that's what this person is dealing with right now yeah. and it's incredibly like you know so it's, it's so uh, the big thing that you can do is just like humbly pull your head out of your ass yeah and have a conversation right not mm -hmm. just wait for your turn to, to talk or like oh this is a cool like i fucking feel terrible sometimes in this podcast is that i'm just like I'm going to wait to, you know, to like to steer so, or this, mm -hmm. this thing that you just said relates to like a story that I have or whatever. Right. Yeah. So rather than having the conversation, it's just an opportunity for me to tell you another story about my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So like the, I think the, that is just like personal growth and, and, and doing whatever you can just to like be your better friend, be a better person, do all mm -hmm. that shit. Right. But that's exhausting because I just want to think about myself. Yeah. You know, so I think finding that balance. Yeah. I feel like I'm on like the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like I care like too much yeah, about totally. other people's That's why we're a good band. Problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's and exhausting so that's, like, how much you give a shit about things you can't change. I know. And about like other people. If someone, if mm. like someone who I care about is upset and like comes comes to me to talk oh, about fuck, then it then i, have I, to I like then <laughs> then i'm bummed out just knowing that someone who i love is like sad then it completely affects my mood yeah, yeah. um and so then i'm on the like the other end where i have to try to 
put myself first more and I can't like give my if I if someone comes to me with with an issue that's gonna that I instinctively am gonna put all my energy into trying to solve I have to like remind myself to be like no you (laughs) you have to worry about you sometimes so like we draw a hard line down the sand here and it's apathy and exhaustion and to yeah, bring it or back apathy to and like em- empathy, 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 like oh, hyper empathy. I was trying hyper, to hype up a Lawrence Arms empathy. album. I'm sorry. Listen I'm to sorry. Lawrence Arms, apathy and exhaustion. But yeah, <laughs> yeah apathy yeah. and empathy. Then yeah. for sure, I think that yeah. yeah, that hits the like the nail on it. I just try to disassociate as much as I can or whatever. I've just put so much in and lost. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Right, like so many times, like um. I spent a long time of just like freaking out and I have good friends and I have people that surround me that love me and stuff. And they're like, well, dude, what the fuck is the matter? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my friends, just telling them that I just miss my friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because yeah. like I really do. Right. There's a lot of people that um, there are fucking guests that we could have on this podcast. It would be so, you know what I mean? That would be hilarious. Right. That didn't, um, you know, that could tell very wild stories. And they were only 16 years old, 17 yeah. years old. I mean, at that time or whatever, right? So I, I do get fucked up about that. But also then I have to remind myself, is like, who else was I around at that time? And who are those motherfuckers am I even still talking to? Yeah. You know, right? So like, um, I, I hold on to the past with some kind of um, uh, like a different lens than mm-hmm. I view the world now. You yeah. know, right? So it's kind of interesting. And I think like just being conscious about that. And like life is just about like moving on and just keep getting kicked in the dick. Well, and just like and making then, the, and then, the and most then it just of, gets better. of every of every day, and That's not it. like I mean, I feel like when I was holy shit, this went from like hacking and child <laughs> yeah. porn to like fucking really positive. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm into this. Like when I when I was younger, I think the the first person who I knew who died, I was like ten, and it was a good family friend of ours who was at our house the night before, and then he killed himself. Oh like, shit! Yeah, actually, his name was Johnny. Which is so... I'm not fucking kidding you. That's so weird. I well, serendipitous yeah, because yeah. tonight I got some plans of my own. <laughs> yeah. But, like, and I was so young. And to not only when you're that young, to have to come to terms with death, but also yeah. have to come to terms with suicide. Jesus. And that, I think, uh, made a bigger impact on me than I have ever, like, given it credit for. For sure. But I think um, it taught me at a very young age that, like, life is, like, so fleeting. And the people in your life can are so, like, can be so fleeting, too. And I feel like now I just, you know... I just try my best to, like, not obsess, not spend so much time obsessing over shit that you have no control over, not obsessing over the shit that makes you upset, just being present, having a, a, a good perspective where you, you know recognize the things that matter and try and let go of the things that don't fuck we're growing up huh yeah jesus <laughs> but let's talk about given uh, <laughs> seven miles of cocaine maybe <laughs> maybe that's what happens like if you did three and a half and i did three and a half and we just met at seven miles of blow and we're like i don't want to fucking go another yeah. three and a half yeah, or we, do we start seven miles out and do like coming to like a lady in the tramp a seven <laughs> yeah. mile line of blow that is the most that's just the most Aww. fucking romantic thing that i've ever heard in my entire life 
yeah yeah i would like to do it but like you have to meet in like so like that seven miles has to like go up and over like ridiculous yeah. objects it has to meet in an alley behind an italian restaurant yeah and we like come up to like the top of a garbage can and just like just yeah and we just bump into each other but at that point when you're three and a half miles into a line of blow yeah. is it going to be love when we see each other is it going to be like get the fuck away from me or we're trying to snort like out of each other's <laughs> noses <laughs> That would be really cool if you were having a heart attack at the time and like ambulances showed up and I was like, no, no. And he's like, oh, he's, he's, he's administering CPR and I'm just trying to snort coke out of your nose. That would be wild. Ladies well, and gentlemen. Any final, uh, final thoughts on the record? I have no idea this lasts like My final thoughts on the record are how much weight does it take to make seven mile line of cocaine and how much money do I have in my bank account? I'm going to go ahead and right? say that that's probably not possible. But on yeah. the other side of that coin, Jackie, I love doing the show. I love our Same. friendship. This is so much fun. <laughs> and getting to listen to an album that I've probably turned my nose up to a million times as a youngster. And you just kind of like open the doors for me to be like, Hey, cool guy. You're not that cool. And like life is going to pass you by. So why not listen to, you know what I mean, everything? Mm -hmm. And I've had that attitude going into this show from the beginning, but like Rolling Stones Black and Blue, it gave me like a little bit of like, um, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a little bit of like a hill to stand on to be yeah. like, no, no, I'm right. This is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. But mm -hmm. Fleetwood Mac rumors, I cannot deny that this is like, it's it's a fantastic album yes. it's a fucking great work the story behind it now that you know that i'm here has made it even cooler and this is going to be the only album so far that you've brought in here that i will absolutely listen to again Jimi hendrix right. all along the watch chart like there's some hits off that record yeah. that i love but this one like front to back i listen to music by the album you know yeah. what i mean right and i, I press play and and do my thing and i it would be a joy to do this again, yeah well so. and this this like vinyl record too i like i just bought it for myself but my parent my dad has like three copies of it at home and so this is the one that like when i like as there's a as 2004 soon as remaster knew, is this as, the yeah is this um, no i think this is the oh original. the spotify version has but, like some extra stuff on it yeah and well I won't get into it, but there is there is a song that was left out of the original version that they finally brought back for the for the deluxe edition or well, whatever. Got a that was it. Is it is it is it is it worthy of? Yes, it's, so oh, it's no called shit. Silver Springs. If you haven't heard it, fucking listen to it. It's a cool. beautiful song, and it's written by Stevie Nicks, and it's a slower song. It's 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 heartbreaking. It's so good, but they basically cool. she and like I she's still sort of. Um, Sort of just is, got a, is a little no, but I mean she's still a bit like upset that this song was cut off the album. Oh shit! Because I guess it was a slower song, and I guess yeah. they just they felt like it was too many slow slow songs. They wanted the album to be a, to have a different sort of vibe to it. It bangs and, like it ebbs yeah. and flows. There's definitely some heavy parts to it, yeah. and there's some rocking parts. But like um, uh, oh, I looked up the fucking uh, the track. To, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, I, pr I press play and I just listened yeah, to the album, so I don't know yeah, the yeah. the names of them. But there are like I mean, my God, there yeah. are some that are 
um, like top 40s mm-hmm. classic or you know what I mean right the classic mm-hmm. sub uh, so I could understand them trying to pull something that might because there's three or four but, songs on here that you know that do kind of go well yeah down, Songbird so. which is just Christine at a piano and they recorded that in a concert hall so it's literally just her in a concert hall with a piano no audience it's a very wow. yeah oh okay cool. but anyways but this song is so i, so I get that but i also but, understand stevie's being like fuck you this, i made this record what it is that re- that song should be on the album and this song is it. a fucking masterpiece and they like were trying to cut it they wanted to cut out some verses to make it more like compact and she was like fuck no like is you can't f- she's four like you five can't bit of ballad or like what, what uh, it's probably like yeah four or five minutes okay. um okay. but she's like no you can't fucking cut out part of my my song because this is like a this is my story this is like my heart and you're just fucking cutting out verses it makes no sense now yeah fucking it and so and then she like wanted to put it on a solo album and uh mick fleetwood would not let her and that's actually why she left the band it was like 89 or 90 when she left the band it was because they wouldn't let her release this this song on her own um but then it did eventually come out with the re-release yeah Silver Springs, like fucking listen to it. 20 years after so this record comes out? Not 20 years, it was like 10 years. Sorry, was this? Okay, okay. This is 77. But yeah, okay, she okay. wanted, so but, like this, but this song had never 90s. been, this like beautiful song she wrote had never been released. And so she wanted to release it on a solo record and Mick Fleetwood wouldn't let her. So she left the band. Hey, Mick Fleetwood, right here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm stoked to listen to that song. Like, yeah, after, it's we, a, after we record, we'll put it on. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Cool. But, um, yeah. Honestly, overall, know, yeah. Jackie, um, this was it's like a, uh, the the fun part about the show is bringing in stuff that like you know maybe you won't like, maybe mm-hmm. I won't like or whatever. It's like having some uh, you know like a little bit of clash. You know, a little conflict is, is good mm-hmm. for entertainment. But I got nothing but good things to say about this record. It's, yeah. it's fun. It was fun. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I did. I did a lot. Are we out? Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs>